This is Nonprofiting. I'm your host, Brooke Hawkins, as well as the Communication Program Manager at Serve Denton, and today we're talking about homelessness, specifically in Denton. We're going to talk to a few experts who deal with the homeless population pretty much every day, and even a woman who once was homeless. They've given us so much materialistic things, not that they've, their hope, their generosity, their love, their kindness, their support, all. Something I haven't had in a very long time. And I found it here when I came here. This is the voice of Jessica O'Bannon, the next mom on her way to moving out of the Wheeler house. My name is Jessica O'Bannon. And I'm a single mother of five children. I come to Texas from Grenada, Mississippi. The Wheeler House is a project that started back in 2015 by Serve Denton. It is managed by Giving Hope and Health Services of North Texas. The downtown building provides affordable health care and transitional housing to moms and children in a housing crisis. So she's going to tell her story, how the Wheeler House saved her from the streets. Well, I have, I'm a single mother of five children, and... It's been hard. Well, y'all want this interview. Y'all gonna make me cry. Oh, you cry. It's okay. (laughs) It's been rough. My oldest child will be 12 in December, and I have struggled for the past 12 years, basically. Education, I've been trying to go to school for the last 10 years, on and off, and I got tired. I just got tired and left. I up and left. I made a decision one night to leave, and I did. And I came here. I came here to stay with my sister, but me and my sister had a disagreement, and that's how I ended up here. And it has been a blessing from January. I came here in November. I got into a wheeler in January, the beginning of January, and it's been a blessing. It's been a, it's been an amazing blessing. Of course, there's some rocks, things that happen along the way, but being here has been a real big blessing. Being in Texas has been a blessing. My children love it. They don't want to go back, and I said I should have been born here. But, yeah, I love all the volunteers, everybody that's here. I love them all because, (laughs) oh, wow, I wasn't ready. The counselor at the children's school, well, because actually what happened was, like I said, I was staying with my sister in November. After after the Thanksgiving break, I registered them in school. They was in school for a month, and me and my sister had a uh, disagreement. I had to leave and go to Dallas. I went to a shelter in Dallas, and I stayed there two weeks. I didn't like it, so I called the counselor, and I told her I wanted to come back to Denton. Do whatever possible, please get me back to Denton. And she told me about Hope. I came in, I signed, filled out the papers. Well, I actually filled out the papers before I went to Dallas. And when I got back, I called the first of the year. I called them every day. <laughs> <laughs> I need somewhere to go because I don't want to leave. And that's how I got here. So then we asked Jessica, what all did you guys talk about in your meetings with Giving Hope to help make sure you were on track to moving into permanent housing? Um, plan of action, what what I plan on doing once I leave here, what am I doing, the steps I'm taking to get out of here. Mm-hmm. Like, 
Right now, I struggle with having childcare for my children. Well, for the past two weeks, they've been helping me with childcare. They've actually watched my children or had someone to come to watch them. I struggle with transportation because I don't have a vehicle. They're helping me get to and from work. And we also talk about what, like I said, what I'm doing while I'm here. Making sure everything, I do my part as well as they do their part to help me get to where I need to be. I think one of the success stories that stands out is a gentleman by the name of Henry, and, and Henry um, was one of the very first folks that I met, uh, and when I met Henry, he was an alcoholic. This is the voice of Michael Pertle, the director of Vision Ministries. Um, I hadn't seen him a whole lot of times that, where he was sober, and uh, Henry was one of those guys that at, when he drinks, he's, uh, he's an angry drunk, uh, so he got into a lot of fights. Uh, got into a lot of conflict in the community, and I don't know, for whatever reason, uh, he started hanging around Vision a little bit more, and so I asked him, hey, can you help me back in the warehouse? You know, I need help sweeping, mopping, cleaning up, and when you ask Henry what he wants to do, he said, I just, you know, he tells you, I just want to be a janitor, and uh, and so, hey, perfect. Uh, I'll give you a, a spot to be a janitor. Um, uh, over the course of just a few years, he just kind of sobered up. And uh, he got tired, um, and um, I think a lot of what what really connected um, with Henry is his vision gave him it was a was a place of hope for him. Uh, we gave him something to do. No longer was he someone without um, uh, a purpose. But I told him over and over, hey, I, I you know I'm, I'm I'm appreciative of the work that you do for us. Uh, I rely on you. You know I need your help. Um, and those sorts of things, I think, uh, folks in our homeless community are just—they're just not told, "Hey, I need you a lot." They're viewed as, uh, you know, second-class citizens. They're viewed as just expendable. And uh, and so for Henry, I think that was a big step for him. And uh, you know, so it took him three years, I think, to where he finally got into a housing program, another agency in town, and um, they got him into a place, and now he's housed. Um, he is, uh, he's sober, um, you know, he's still got issues that he's dealing with. Um, we never really kind of get past those when we all have got our issues. Um, but he's in a much better place and he's in a place now today where he's, he's got hope. Whereas, you know, three, four years ago, uh, he did. Very so. cool. That's awesome with you being able to be there for, for so long, yeah. being able to see kind of his progress. And I think that's the... The, the challenge, you know, uh, a lot of times when we think of homeless ministry, we think of, or we, we would love for it to be a quick fix. And the reality is, is it's not, uh, anybody that wants to do homeless ministry, I think they have to be invested for the, for the long haul. Um, we, don't, we don't change overnight. I don't change overnight. You don't change overnight. Um, and so it just takes time. Uh, and the issues that a lot of our folks are dealing with, um, are multi-layered, uh, they're, they're deep, um, and, and a lot conversation that I have with a lot of uh, our homeless friends is, you know, just like it took you years to kind of dig this hole to some degree, um, it's going to take you a while to climb out, but you got to start somewhere. This is a question that I personally have just been curious about. So if 
I'm just walking in the street and someone that seems homeless, they come ask me for money. Right. What is the proper response? Yeah, I, I generally ask a lot of questions. You know, um, um, what's it for? It, it, you know, and it, it seems cruel, and uh, but but I think we have to be careful. Um, unfortunately, there's a whole there's a you know a few bad apples can ruin ruin the batch. You know, uh, and, and so um, if it seems like a reasonable request, then what I always encourage folks to do is is go and and you know if it's for food, well then say okay, let me take you out for lunch. Uh, or let me take you to the grocery store, whatever it is. Um, and I think it, not only to avoid um, uh, encouraging bad habits necessarily, but, but, but more importantly, I think to build, help build that relationship with that person. Um, through the course of that lunch, you can have a conversation, get to know them, get to know their background. Um, and it, Because we think, uh, Vision especially, um, and just even me personally, uh, the solution to homelessness, I think, is wrapped up in relationships. I don't think we can do it and solve the issue without truly knowing the person. Uh, and so when someone comes to us, we want to ask why. You know, why is it that you have this need? And we want to unwrap some of those layers. Um, uh, if it's, you know, I need, why is it that you have a need for food? Well, I don't have any money. Well, why don't you have money? Well, I don't have a job. Well, why don't we have a job? Um, I'll have background issues. Well, then that's the issue that we want to address. The issue isn't a lack of money, it's the background issues because you, we want you to be self-sufficient and provide for yourself. And so, you know, anytime someone comes and asks um, for money, uh, I'm always a fan. I mean, we want to be generous, we want to be giving, we want to be hospitable, uh, but at the same time, we want to help without hurting. And so for, for uh, the advice I always give is you know if they're asking for money for something, well then go and buy it for them. You know, um, if you get taken advantage of, you get taken advantage of. But at least it's for what they stated it was it was for. And so the the opportunity to build a relationship to get to know the person, um, I think just helps us and it puts a face on what homelessness is and the issues that they face. That was the first part of our podcast about homelessness in Denton. Please stay tuned for part two to learn more about what we can do to help alleviate this problem in our city. Thanks for listening.